What's up, YouTube? Today I have an amazing guest with me. I have Jake. Jake, first of all, thank you so much for accepting the, the invite. For people that are not aware, and Jake will speak in a moment, uh, uh, Jake is actually the, the CEO, director of uh, MGC, a European grading company. I thought it was important to have Jake uh, representing MGC on this uh, on this podcast to, to see the vision of uh, a European grading company. But let's pass the word to, to Jake. How, how are you doing, first of all? And uh, and welcome to, to, to the channel. Yeah, thank you for having me on. Um, like I said, I was really excited, obviously, when you were... Uh... So into the MGC DMs and uh, want to obviously have a conversation and, and listen to what we've got to say. Um, oh, my yeah, pleasure. It's, uh, yeah, it's been going really well. Um, I think we're probably coming up to um, ne nearly two years in terms of since since MGC is uh, I think it's March. So yeah, nearly two years um, in terms of MGC has been running, and it's uh, yeah, it's been great. It's been uh, it's been really good fun, and uh, it's been been growing um, very quickly. To be fair. No, that that's great. Um, I I believe you know how this works. I have five questions for you. I was explaining yep. you before we started recording that we don't need to stay attached too much to the questions, but they are basically entry points for uh, the conversation. And the first one uh, is probably could be the most important one uh, that I have for, for for this podcast is MGC current view about uh, the market. And plans for the future. Feel free to share um, what, yeah. what you can, basically. <laughs> in in, ter in terms of the market, so we're definitely seeing a, a decrease in, in kind of card value and things like that. I would I would say. Um, however, it, it's kind of hard for us because as we're still a fairly new business, we're seeing growth, you know, month on month as such. Um, so to try and work out whether we're in a downturn or we're in an up kind of market in that sense, there it's kind of hard because. Essentially, everything at the moment is just growth, growth, growth. Um, we haven't really got to that that stop point yet, where you know, uh, you know, we're seeing kind of um, downtrends or anything like that. But as a market as a whole, um, you know, we've just obviously come off the back of a, a World Cup, which was was really good for us. A um, little bit of a, a strange time, and with it being in, in kind of you know uh, the winter months, um, but it definitely worked out well for us, and and you know, huge amount of submissions coming in from that. Okay. Um... So the the second question is actually related with with this with the first one is um and for people that may may not be aware MGC grades basically every everything every DCG every sport but since we are in a in a in a soccer channel um, football <laughs> sorry for the Europeans <laughs> but uh, what if you have to to give me a percentage what again even if it's not exactly this but uh, in terms of percentage, how important is football for uh, yeah. MGC? Um, being a UK-based company, you know, first off, obviously, soccer is huge. You know, football is huge. Um, it kind of kind of breaks my heart to say soccer every single time, but you know, we 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 kind of you know have to put it out there with American brands and things like that. Um, it's it's usually important. I mean, the, the battle between um, football and Pokemon, the the two, there are two biggest kind of um, you know mm -hmm. cards that submitted. Um, and we're, we're very kind of uh, open with with putting the information out there, similar to, you know, the big, big kind of grading companies. They show the information of, you know, how many cards have been graded in this category, et cetera. Um, and in terms of terms of football alone, I think last month, uh, so December would have been 30 percent of MGC submissions were were football, football soccer in that category there, um, closely followed by Pokemon, which I think was 
around about probably 26% or something along the lines of that. So, you know, 30% is is a huge, huge kind of, uh, you know, market for us being, being obviously in the UK. No, for sure. But uh, have you seen an increase? Uh, um, because I, I correct me if, if I'm wrong on this one, but the, the idea that I have is when you guys started Pokemon was probably the main force, right? Um, I mean, if you look at the branding and, and the way that the, the the brand has been put together, um, something that I kind of, you know, uh, with the label design and, and kind of the, the color brand and things that I'm a huge Tottenham fan, which might obviously upset a few people in terms of that. But the branding was very followed around that, you know, white and navy, um, which, are, you know, uh, kind of Tottenham colors in that sense there. So that's kind of where the, the you know the football kind of element came from um, when, when we were looking at the branding as such. So I, I would say when we entered into the market, it was it was it was still kind of um, around about that kind of battle. You know, Pokemon and Pokemon and uh, football essentially battle each other each month. So you know, previous in November, Pokemon was slightly above uh, football in that sense in terms of the market share. It, it really does depend on seasons, events, you know, World Cups and things like that, and that really kind of dictates you know what comes first. But um. Yeah, I mean, when we first started, um, it was it was both kind of you know a, a kind of a sports side and and the Pokemon TCG side as well that we focus on. And as we've grown bigger and brought more people on board and more graders on board, it's allowed us to kind of get into different markets. So, for instance, Dragon Ball, you know, cards that we originally didn't do at first, we now can do because we've got the right people on board to to manage that. Um, so yeah, I, I mean, when we first started, it was a, a you know a fifty fifty mix, I'd say, in terms of between the two Pokemon sports. Okay, that, that's interesting because um, I, I would, I, if I, now, of course, I, I understand much better, but I, if I had to guess without having this talk, I, I would believe Pokemon will be quite ahead of soccer because at least my, my idea um, is that the, the Pokemon market basically ended up facing a huge boom uh, with the Logan Paul, etc. Yeah. And I thought soccer, even though like any market in the card space, also ended up having a, a boom, but was not as evident as as the the Pokemon one. Po Pokemon cards at one point was the, everyone was yeah. talking about that. that that's why I, I'm also not super not that surprised in the sense that in one year, and I could be very wrong, but. I, Probably the the you will get even more submissions for soccer in terms of percentage because I believe our growth is quite uh, is quite I would, yeah. I would not say slow but it's steady. Pokemon I still believe there is some mania around Pokemon to to be honest to with you even though is is a is the most important brand uh, in terms of pop culture in in the world. Yeah, I mean it's yeah biggest biggest brand in the world in terms of you know from uh, in terms of franchise wise and things like that so. Yeah, I mean, at the start, we we did something a little bit unique. We launched um, the MGC member uh, MGC MGC five hundred club. We called it at first, um, which was essentially five hundred customers were allowed to grade a card completely free, um, essentially putting their trust in us and sending a card off. And I'd probably say, thinking back on it now, um, and we weren't too great in terms of managing kind of stats and things like that when we first kind of launched. But I'd probably say Pokemon maybe edged it. Um, and it's probably more down to the marketing side of the way that we we were working. And we were very much using uh, kind of Instagram and things like that to kind of build our brand. Um, and, and with Instagram, it's a very, very kind of, um, I mean, soccer's definitely growing there. You're now seeing kind of more and more kind of football and soccer cards coming through. But Pokemon did dominate that kind of area there where it was the kind of the process of 
sharing your cards or sharing your return submissions and things that via Instagram. So we probably at first did have more Pokemon submissions come in. Um, but like you said, we're seeing that growth in, in, in the football market very, very quickly. We're now starting to see kind of even, you know, um, the Asian kind of markets are, are really starting to kind of take notes of MGC and sending cards into there. Um, and, and I would say to a certain degree, in the UK, we are kind of, there's other kind of grading companies now that have popped up and things like that, but we we are the go-to for sports cards uh, for certain. Um, there's, you know, if you think of sports cards and, and football cards in the UK, your first, you know, in terms of UK grading companies, your first thinking is MGC are the people to go to for that. Um, and I think that's developed over over two years now quite quite nicely. So guys, quick pause on the video. Hope you are enjoying this conversation with Jake. I thought it was a great one. So do not forget to leave a like. Very important and is the best way to show support. Now, Jake was also very kind to give us a code if you want to submit with MGC. I don't gain anything with this. I have to be transparent. But again, you get 50% off if you use the code SOCCERSTUDY15. So if you are trying them, why not to get 15% off in your next submission. Now a couple of things. Let's start with my Discord community. If you are not aware, I have a Discord server with more than 900 members. Crazy number to think about. Since I think we are still a fairly new Discord server, I think it's an amazing place to interact with other collectors. I think it's an amazing place to learn and share. There is no reason to not join. It's totally free, so link will be below the video. The second thing is my Patreon community. If you love my videos on YouTube, you probably love my Patreon. I put a lot of content there. Sometimes I put more content on Patreon than I actually put on YouTube. So exclusive content every Every week, a Q&A video on Wednesday, so if you have questions, I will answer them on the Patreon side, and the extra audio that you can also call a podcast on Saturday, where I talk about the state of the market and other different topics. The reality is, is an insane amount of content. If you join right now the Patreon, you get more than 80 exclusive videos, plus a crazy number of extra audios. You have content for months there. Patreon link will also be below the video. You need to pay $10. If that's a lot of money to you, don't feel any pressure. There will always be free content on YouTube. Putting that out of the way, let's continue with this podcast. And I hope you have fun. Okay, that's that, that's fair for sure. Um, so the, the question number three is probably a difficult question, but I also think it makes sense to, to ask yep. is, with the PSA potentially, we, we don't know if this... Is at one point was confirmed. At this point, we don't know. But let's say in the yeah. future, potentially PSA coming to uh, Europe. In this case, actually the United Kingdom. Do you believe that will put a lot of pressure in, um, with all the respect, smaller companies like MGC uh, and even other companies that operate in Europe? In Germany, there is a lot. For for example, yeah. now, do 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 you believe again? Do you believe that will put a lot of pressure or? In the other end, and this me are also trying to make a, a counter argument for the question. They they can bring a lot of awareness. They can bring a lot of um, new eyes. They can push yep. uh, the, the the region even more. Um, wh where do you stand uh, on this? Uh, because it's a, yeah, of course you think about one. this, right? Yeah, it's a tricky one. I mean, do you know the story of of the PSA UK kind of? Debascal that's happened re recently. I'm not sure if you you're aware of what happened with PSA UK coming. It was Lev Queens and some problems yeah. with payments, right? Um, yeah. So I think what happened was is um, 
and, and obviously this is all hearsay and you know you, you read kind of PSA articles and things like that but it was probably I mean what we now probably seven or eight months ago PSA um reached out to us um so we had we sat down and, and had a conversation with them and, and they wanted to learn more about the UK market more about MGC um whether or not that was kind of a recon mission or whether that was filling out whether they felt that we were ready to take kind of that kind of step to, to potentially um you know look at that but they they reached out to us and then and then obviously a few months later um we had PSA UK launch um you know first first thing is you kind of you know you you're panicking you're thinking oh you know is is this the end is this going to be you know we've had a great run for two years is this going to be the end um and then in in my from from looking from the outside it, it was completely completely ruined and completely mucked up um i mean the the, the kind of the, the the customers that have been using that service that have now come over to us and been messaging us about it you know they're very unhappy that their cards are essentially stuck in psa's unit uh, over in america um Ludkins, who was then rebranded as PSU, PSA UK, uh, won't give the information of who the cards belong to. And PSA, PSA are now struggling to get the cards back to customers because yeah. they haven't got the information of who it is. Um, and, you know, comes into payment methods and, you know, pay, payments not being made and things like that and and things. Um, so, yeah, it, from from that kind of point of view, from 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 there, it didn't work. Um where I think it would really hit people hard is the is the is the middlemen that we've got in com- in 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 the country that are doing a really good job, um, and really helping kind of collectors that are new into it. You know, making the decision of where they should be grading cards, and, and you know, you've got the grading club in in the UK that do a great job at that. Um, so I think it would probably hurt them guys more than it would you know by bringing that over. Um, but with our hardcore following that we've got at the moment, we have you know a membership club which is. Um, you grade five cards every single uh, month, so it's a, a monthly monthly membership. Every month you grade five cards uh, for thirty four ninety nine plus your return postage. Um, and I think we're at now 750, 800 members that are now using that every single month. And what that does is it gives us great stability. You know, we know um, that every single month we have X amount of income coming in, which allows us to you know pay for staff, pay for you know um, offices and things like that. Um, and really allows us to grow the business. Um, without that, without that kind of stability, I think we probably would be looking at a headache and thinking, "Ah, oh, you know, if they do come, you know, what are we going to do? You know, how are we going to compete?" But I think with that membership there and that core following that really enjoy that kind of, you know, monthly digging through their cards and finding five cards that they want to pick to send in. Um, I think that's our real security net to to kind of, you know, um, essentially if PSA do come to our shores. Um, to, to kind of work alongside them and, uh, you know, be able to compete to a, a certain degree. Um, I also think turnaround times and prices, you know, we can beat them on that. But, you know, at, at the moment, like I said, we are, I think, I think, like you said, it comes down to, doesn't it? It's all, always about PSA, um, the return that they can give you on the card. Um, you know, if they can increase the profit of a card, you're going to go for them. But what we're finding is the lower end cards that we're getting in, there's room for profit to be made with MGC because the grading costs are so low. Um, it allows you to make profit where, you know, essentially grading a 50 pound card with PSA might not be worth it because by the time you've paid your costs and you've waited for the card to come back, um, you could be looking at losing out on money rather than, you know, a quick turnaround at a, a great time with MGC. No, um, I understand everything you said there and I, I agree with almost everything. I would say, I would say this, uh, um, 
I think if MGC was in America, I would be quite more uh, not sure about uh, being I honest agree. with you. Yeah. Because I, I believe Europe, uh, in this case, UK, um, for example, most of my, not not most, but a big part of my viewers are from America. Yeah. But the, the, the second most important region on my channel is uh, United Kingdom. And um, I, I and I see that increasing every day. So I can understand why the England, basically the United Kingdom region, needs uh, their brand to, to not deal with customs, etc. And I also think this, um, you probably follow the, the grading scene closer than, than me, but uh, we see talks of back at SEC potentially end up overshooting a bit with, with, with the market we had two years ago. The demand yeah. right now is probably quite tricky for uh, for them. Um, and uh, again, correct me if I'm wrong on this, but uh, the idea that I have of MGC is you guys have a steady growth. You guys never end up, uh, at least in my perspective, overreacting to the market. You guys probably are still uh, small if you compare with Beckett, yeah. SEC, etc. So so maybe even if there is, a, even if PSA starts competing in the region, uh, even if you guys lose some demand, you guys can probably still be in a in a good position to um, to keep fighting back, basically. Yeah, with, for sure. I, th I think it's it, from from our point of view, it's it's being sensible um, and kind of you know not taking on too much and and, and kind of managing our allocations and things like that. Um, I, I mean, I look at I think December was our record amount of submissions graded, um, and we graded. Double check here. Um, seven seven thousand six hundred eleven cards. Oh, now, that's amazing. It's it's a great number, absolute great number. You know, really, really great achievement for us. Um, but then we look, but then we look at we go, we go to the American side and you look at PSA. I think in December they graded like one point one million cards. Um, you know, which, like you said, we would never be able to really compete with with that oh, in the course. US. Um, and we're seeing that with so many grading companies that popping up as well in the U US and you know have, have, have failed many years and things that trying to re recreate it. Um, but the UK is different. And, and Europe's different. You know, we haven't got that here. Um, and, and and people wanted it and people really demanded it. And, and you know, we've, we've delivered it to a certain degree. Um, and Jake, yeah, uh, it's, yeah, it's hard. Sorry. And also, if you guys are grading more low to me then stuff, I also believe that's, that's a market that, yes, you can flip, but it's also a market that have a lot of collectors. I mean, if I'm grading my yeah. Dragon Ball card that was five dollars, it's probably I want the card slab, and uh, having on MGC give, gives me some trust. Is something that uh, is is as a collectible becomes more interesting uh, for me. So I, I understand. Um, yeah, I, I understand the psychology around this this type of stuff quite well. To to be honest with you, and um, it's interesting uh, that. Uh, you guys are not overshooting because I really believe that that that's the biggest mistake a lot of these companies did. PSA probably in a different situation, but um, back at SEC, if you see the numbers, they are going down uh, every yeah. month at this point, I unless mean, they have some special or, or something. Well, even then, we're seeing we we run discounts and, and things like that, and you know special offers with World Cups and and things. But I mean, I, I look at Beckett and I I fear for Beckett. I, I mean, I really do. I think last time we looked, I think last month I looked at their kind of um, amount of cards graded and it was something around about 50 to 60,000 cards graded. Now, you know, that that in the grand scheme of things is a very small amount compared to what PSA are turning over. 
Um, and I imagine that during, you know, during kind of the last couple of years, they increased staff levels quite a bit. I know they've moved facilities. So I look yeah. at that there and I, I, I generally think, okay, what's, what's happening there? You know, if they, they really kind of, you know, dropped off that much. Um, and when we're, we're doing 7,000 cards, you know, a month, I'm thinking we're not that far away from a Beckett in terms of doing 50, 60,000 cards, um, still in terms of reputation wise and, and, and around the world, you know, uh, in terms of reputation there, we're well off, but that to me is how quickly we've grown in, in two years by just kind of, you know, doing what we know and being very steady with it, how quickly we've been able to get their numbers up. Um, so yeah, it's, it's really fascinating. I mean, you know, in, in the UK, we don't have, you know, a huge amount of competition. There's, there's, you know, a few other kind of grading companies that um, have started to now grade sports cards and soccer cards as well. Um, but, you know, it, we, it's, well, yeah, I, it's one of them. I actually have, have, this is not part of the question, but I have an interesting question and probably difficult, to be honest with you. Yeah, sure, go for it. So since we're not talking about Beckett, and Beckett is is not that that well respected in soccer, to be honest, especially pre-modern vintage. They, yep. they did a lot of mistakes. But let's say a Cristiano Ronaldo... We've seen that with the Ronaldo stickers. And, and exactly. Like that. And, and yeah. That, yeah. that's where I'm going. Let's say Cristiano Ronaldo, uh, Panini Football, the, the, the rookie sticker... You get that on on the mail to to get graded by by um, MGC. Yeah. Do you guys do you guys know how how to spot a real one to a fake one? Yeah. So our our graders have been collecting for a long time. They've been kind of sending cards into to Beckett and, and, and PSA for a long time as well. So it's not in terms of my background is is amazing on that. And I've said this through many interviews. We hire the right people now to be able to do this that we really believe can look through to it. Um, and it comes into a little bit like your AI question that I suppose comes into it next. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The the, yeah. The, the next question is actually kind of related with that. Um, give me just a second. So, the question number four is: AI is the the, the subject the subject of the the moment right now uh, on YouTube. Everyone is talking about that. Yep. You believe that grading in the next five ten years again? This the, the the timeline is difficult to predict, but let's say five years will be completely different than it is right now if yes also yeah it's essential i mean we to say ai i think you have to like you know to, to break it down i mean there's there's technology that we use and then there's there's ai in terms of a computer grading a card and, and physically doing that um we have kind of you know technology that we use in terms of high definition cameras that can zoom in and you know mic microscopes and things like that can zoom in um we have kind of light screens as well, which we can look through kind of different cards and things like that to see kind of uh, um, the, the way the card looks and, and shines through for your lights and things like that. Will it will it go to a stage where, um, how, do, how do we put it? Will it go to a stage where MGC is using AI and, and, and things like that? Probably not. You know, we we haven't got millions and millions of pounds to go and chuck in to, to create a robot that is, is technical enough to be able to spot, like you said, Cristiano Ronaldo fakes and things like that. You know, it's, it's, it's not going to happen anytime soon in my eyes. Um, can that happen with a company like PSA that have got billions behind them where they could potentially build something like that? I mean, I don't see why not, you know, in, in the grand scheme of things. Um, however, I would still be kind of worried and skeptical of how, you know, how good fakes are getting. And, and we, we see, it, you know, a lot more Pokemon fakes than we do kind of sports cards in, in that sense there. But how good fakes are now getting, how good can a machine be in kind of in kind of catching that out um and and how would it work in terms of you know 
teaching a machine or, or you know a machine learning about that and learn all the information i just don't know how it would be possible but again you know this is a uh, the future we kind of live in you know potentially it could happen with ai and uh it, it could be something that could um you know change the game as such in the us but as, as for us you know we will kind of still still use our kind of you know um our guys and our and our, and our eyes and our, our kind of machinery that we use at the moment and our scanners that we use to do the best kind of thing there um one thing i would say we use at the moment in terms of like centering and things like that we have kind of a, a scan that we use and we scan every single card to allow the centering and we measure the centering through a scan image rather than using kind of you know the old tools and things like that the centering tools and things that people used to use that's as probably as best as ai that we've got um but yeah i mean it, I, potentially it could happen in the future we've spoke to people before um so one of the one of our plans and our projects to make mgc um uh, a, a worldwide grading company and, and, and bigger in that sense one day um leads into a, you know another kind of project we've got called gradeware but gradeware has the ability and and, and the, the the guy that's working with us to build it has the ability to be able to recognize and scan cards and actually fill information on the basis of what that card is so uh, you as a customer would be able to hover your phone over that. That would instantly take an image of that card and it would relay the details and fill out your submission for us. And then obviously on the flip side as well, once we've received that information, we'd be able to scan that card and that automatically fill the information in for us, you know, from what our database says. So that that is the future for us. That's probably the limit. In terms of the actual grading process, I don't really see I see it more gimmicky at the moment. Um, maybe in five, ten years, yes, but at the moment, no. No, okay. Um the the thing with that AI, I mean, I I guess if we we want to go to the extreme, that basically is a, a technology doing everything, grading, uh, encapsulating, yep. etc. I also think we are uh, we we are far from that. Even though this type of technologies they they tend to develop quite quick, yep. uh, more more than than sometimes we expect, and with that uh, also prices also can come down to to this type of um, of equipment. So, like I said, this is just a fun question. In ten years, who knows? It's so difficult to yep. to predict this type of stuff, but um, I also think that nowadays there is almost no reason to. To not have some type of scan, like you said, to 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 see centering. You know, um, I understand yeah. cert certain cards are very particular with centering, etc. But in general, um, when a card is a nine versus a ten, because of the center was the, the grader was incorrect. I think that that that's a bit of a shame now nowadays. To to be honest with you, um, yeah. But yeah, at um, moving to the the question number five, I ask this question to to everyone that comes to the podcast. Is your hot take slash unpopular opinion about the hobby? Um, could, be a, could be about the card market, could be about the the, the soccer card market. It's, it's up to you. Yeah, it's a hard one, isn't it? Um, in, in terms of my on, on, on popular opinion, um, I mean, the biggest one that we see a lot is uh, from, from kind of a, an, I know you talk a lot about kind of um, the, the financials of kind of cards and things like that. So, the the one that we get the most is you can't make profit with MGC. MGC will not add value to your cards. Um, but we love to show it. We we will, you know, the amount of Instagram kind of posts, the amount of social media posts we we make regarding the content that's coming out from it. Um, you know, we've just just been in contact with eBay and we're starting to work with them more now. So it gives us even more data about, you know, the cards that are um that are kind of, you know, being sold on eBay and, and things like that for MGC. So that's that's probably my one that um 
grinds my gears the most as such when I see that are you you know it's it's just an instant copy and paste comment I see all the time. Oh, you can't make profit MGC. And I'm like, well, you can because I'm seeing it every single day with on, you know, throughout kind of Pokemon, through sports cards, through, you know, um Yu-Gi-Oh, you know, every, everything that we're seeing, we are seeing. And 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 it's the same with PSA as well. We're now seeing in terms of the market, the way the market's going, there's PSA cards that are selling for a lot less and they're selling for you know, less than less than essentially, um, you know, the grading cost covered. So it, it's a real, real kind of tricky one there. But um, that's probably my, uh, you know, the one that really bugbears me. And, um, you know, I, I think we generally do add value to, to cards now. Um, and I think our knowledge and our reputation is getting there where, you know, we can safely say that if we grade it at this, um, it matches with kind of the market in terms of what everyone else is kind of doing the industry standard. But at the same time, you know, I think our prices, they're not going to achieve, you know, with, with the bigger cards as much as kind of PSA. Um, but we are getting very close to it, you know. Um, and yeah, that's probably my um, my unpopular opinion there, I suppose. No, for sure. I think a, a huge step, and um, again, this is me looking from outside for MGC, could be, for example, you guys find, finding a way to to get accepted, I'm sorry, to get accepted by PWCC, for example. I think yep. that that alone could, could could be huge because if people start seeing them uh, on the weekly auctions, uh, maybe Goldin, uh, but at least with LCC, I think that that will be something amazing for uh, for the company yep. and um, automatic. Even the American market will start paying much much more uh, much more attention. So yeah, uh, I don't have uh, more it's questions. It's a tricky one. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's a, it's on that basis. There, it's a, it's a real tricky one. I mean, we we would love to if we can get into some of them american auction houses and things like that um and then i think about it we've got the cards to do it as well you know we've had the cards come through from diego maradona one of one autograph um rookie uh, rookie historic ticket um Lionel messi uh javi one of one uh dual autographs we've had huge huge cards come for mgc um which i would love to see you know one one day um achieve kind of some amazing prices with kind of the us market and US auction houses. So I think, yeah, we've got the UK at the moment, we've got kind of a lot of card shows coming up. Um, so we've got CardCon, we've then got um, London Card Show again, which is huge. And we're starting to see these big names uh, show up. We're starting to see PWCC uh, um, uh, uh, kind of attending shows, whatnot attending shows, eBay are now attending shows. And with us being there, the only thing I can see is, you know, partnerships growing um, and conversations had around, you know, how can we, you know, introduce MGC into these companies and get them kind of listed with these sites and things like that. So yeah, I definitely see it happening in the future. Well, um, I, I hope that that's, that's the case. It will be amazing. So Jake, thank you so much for, um, for spending this, uh, this time with me. Um, if you have any final thoughts, feel free uh, to, to share something. Uh, otherwise, yeah, I we mean, can call we've got, it. Yeah. We've got some exciting things coming on. Um, so I'd, I'd love to share them. Um, no, feel free. Yeah. So we've got, uh, uh, ticket grading, um, which is which is going to be a first in the UK and, and Europe in, in that sense. There, that's um, that's being launched very soon. Um, we've we've literally just brought on the, uh, the person to be able to manage that for us there, so it's going to be great. Um, and I know there's a lot of collectors in in kind of in, in kind of Portugal as well that are, are very keen on that as well and have been have been kind of asking for a while. Uh, the second great thing is we've got um, pack cases coming, so we'll be able to seal you know sealed pack cases. We'll be able to do as well. Um, and that's going to be a huge thing for the market, which hasn't been really done yet. So these are two big things that will be there. Um, but yeah, my, my my thing would be is um, I, don't, I don't know if it's if it's something you'd like to do, but may, maybe you know on on your on your Instagram or something like that we could run some free MGC submissions for 
for some guys to send some cards in that are, you know viewed this video um oh, to, no, that, to try that, it out that, and, and give us a go no, that 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 will be amazing of course yeah actually now now i have another question that that i so you okay. said you said grading tickets yeah so nowadays uh and again uh, oh, i hope you take this well there is a bit of a grading bubble everything is getting graded bgs yeah, is, uh, video it doesn't seem where it's going to stop yeah but is that is is that uh, so tickets and cards they are they are not the same thing but they are related there is this history uh, between them but yep. what about video games for example what about comic books are, are you guys also or even coins for example are, are you yeah. guys thinking about that the the two things that affect what we can do essentially in my eyes is is first off we have to look at have we got the expertise in in the office to be able to do it if we haven't then there's no point doing it because first thing happens is you get found out you make a mistake uh you know essentially you end up ruining your reputation over something that you don't know about uh and then and then if we have that we can find that in the uk then the next question is okay how feasible is it to do it um to put it into perspective so uh i i'm, I'm not sure do you know do you know how the process in terms of from start to finish the grading works and and, and the machinery used and things that that we do are you, are you aware of that at all i mean i, I was looking uh, uh the, the website uh, so more or less not yeah I so, cannot... so so in terms of every single um every single card obviously goes through our kind of you know booking in process authentication grading um and then finally comes to encapsulation um uh, and encapsulation is um you know essentially we use ultrasonic welding machines which uh these really big heavy heavy unit machines which uh weigh a ton cost a lot of money and they send ultrasonic waves um through plastic which essentially mm -hmm. joins them together creating a creating a seal uh, meaning that you can't just easily open the case without you know cracking the case and damaging the case essentially and tampering with it um the problem you have is when you when you go for instance for a comic book or um a video game case or um, even even pop figures now they're doing aren't they you know all these different cases and even even down to the size of you know even for like smaller cases so we've got 16 different sized cases now in total um which is the most in europe um that's for stickers that's for different thicknesses of cards that's for different sizes of cards for Yu-Gi-Oh, etc um so we've got a lot of different kind of styles and things like that but the cost to manufacture a new case or the cost to manufacture a larger case is is very high um, so put it into perspective, our ticket case, and we're going to have three different ticket cases. Um, just the mold alone will cost around about three to four thousand pounds for the mold. And that's without ordering any product at first. Um, so for us to go, let's go and do comic books. The comic book case will cost you around about seven thousand to eight thousand pounds just for the mold. And that's just to literally get yourself a test copy of that without even, you know, essentially making, you know, 10,000 cases on that. So the cost of startup is very expensive um and that's without you know editing machinery you know changing machinery to be able to handle like a bigger case or things like that so comic books uh video games um you know I, I i like it and i see it and i think it's really cool and you know being a collector myself i you know i i have kind of you know cgc comic books and things like that that i have on display at home and things like that and they, and they look awesome they look really great really great but being able to do it very quickly in the space of, you know, you know, a company of two years, I think we've achieved a lot already. But to go and do that so quick would would not be right. One, we haven't got the people to be able to do it. Uh, and then the second thing is the cost as well. 
So it's kind of really balancing that there. Um, I mean, for a comic book launch alone, it's probably going to, you know, take an investment of, you know, probably 20 to 30,000 um, pounds. And we're not experts at it. We don't know the market. So there's no real reason for us to go down that uh, route. But hopefully one day, hopefully one day we'll be able to do it. And uh, we've got the right people on board to be able to do that. But for the time being, let's just stick to what we know. Let's stick to supply in the UK and now gradually, you know, Europe and other countries, um, great service. Um, but let's, you know, let's start small. Um, let's, let's, you know, make sure we're doing, you know, the right things first, and then we can look at kind of, you know, crazy projects in the future. No, but I, I love the, the answer, Jack, to be honest with you, because uh, what you said is, is something that I, I totally agree that if we don't have the, the expertise to do it, yeah. let's wait, let's, let's see how things develop more in the future. But the, uh, Again, at least video games, I can see some potentially to, to comic books. I'm not sure since I, I believe that's more an American thing than a European yeah. thing. But video games, no, video games the, is a market that is starting right now. If, if you put everything in, in, in a macro perspective, video games is, is just starting, even though they are down, but everything is down at the moment, to, to, to yeah. be honest. But um, yeah, basically... Video games. I I also believe there is some potential there for a European uh, grade, grading company. But um, I, I really enjoyed the, the way you end up describing all the process because this is a type of information that most of us don't don't know. Um, I I suspect that a lot of these these machines are quite expensive. I mean, makes makes sense, right? But yeah, but yeah that, that that was a great great info for uh, for all the the viewers for yeah for we've, sure. we've got a bit of a so so we have three machines now which you know we're very proud of you know it's we we, we started essentially with one and we've managed to to build up to three machines now um and yeah like i said these machines do cost a lot of money you know they're very complex and you know it's it's gave me you know countless amounts of um, headaches at the beginning to get the get the world perfect that's the key thing making sure the case is world perfect the cards are protected and not damaged by the case because you know we we see it with the volumes of you know um the volumes that the american companies are doing and things like that there you do see damages of cards and things like that from cases so it's kind of making sure that's correct um there's a lot of elements that go into it uh which we try and do our best to open and, and show people you know there's there's some great videos of some really awesome cards that we've done um some cool projects that we worked on with with kind of netflix and xbox as well which you know if you do get a chance, obviously check out on our YouTube channel because um, it goes a little bit more behind the scenes and you see kind of, you know, the machinery. I, saw, I, I saw that. <laughs> I yeah. was watching that. That was actually, a proud moment for us. You know, it's really cool. So actually, uh, again, <laughs> I'm sorry, but another question. So yeah, sure. you, you uh, I'm curious as uh, you guys are still a fairly new grading company, but yeah. what's, what's the, the, does not does not need to be the most expensive cards you guys ever graded, but the card that when you saw you thought, oh, th this is a an amazing card. <laughs> yeah. So there's, I mean, I mean, there's a lot. There's a. I, I honestly, I can't express. Okay. You know, uh, wait. Wait. Do 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 it this way. One okay. for soccer, and the other for could be Pokemon okay. or whatever you want. <laughs> um. Oof. See, I'm probably going to upset a few people as well because there's a few people that are probably sent there in there like, oh, that's the best one. I mean, the the best one in 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 my eyes. I mean, we've had Ronaldo Superfractors in. We've had um, you know Ronaldo Auto Autos, Messi Autos, Messi One of One Autos. You know, we've had a lot in, but I think the Diego Maradona One of One uh, Contenders ticket autograph is is the uh, is is kind of the the biggest one we've had in there. The one that really 
you know, that card comes in and it and, and you have to kind of take a moment and it sits you down and you think, wow, you know, that was really impressive. Um That's a, a crazy card, yeah. A crazy card. And, you know, I I, I managed to get the non-auto version. Um and I, I purchased that for, for the business to to kind of showcase, you know, we unfortunately I haven't got that kind of money to to get the autograph one, but uh, I, I wanted to kind of you know cement a bit of MGC history, so we we managed to get the uh, the non-auto version, um, and we picked it up on on one of the um, the, the sites on in the UK, uh, and yeah, that's now located in our office, and we've got like a really nice kind of uh, display cabinets that we we kind of have when people come in uh, and use kind of the walk-in service, and obviously when we do our shows and we travel around the UK doing our card shows, um, we love to bring them with us as well, so people can see the cards and see you know a, a great bit of history of MGC of that being you know the first real big uh, card there um in terms of um in terms of pokemon probably two come to mind um we've had we've had three first edition shadowless charizards in now um we've had a hell yeah. of a lot of fake charizards come in first edition shadowless charizards come in that thankfully you know touch wood we've managed to to, to, to make sure they um you know returned ungraded um and then the one recent which really stands out, which I, I believe just sold, um, was the MGC10 uh, first edition uh, Lugia from from mm. Neo Genesis, um, which that card came in, and you know we had an MGC4 of the Charizard, um, an MGC6, and MGC8, which are all huge, but a Grade 10, you know, in, in the Lugia, it was just mind blowing. You know, that was a real cool card, and. Um, yeah, something we were really, really privileged to kind of, you know, get in and uh, and have graded. So that was huge. No, I remember that card at one point, go, I believe, was in a PSA 10 more than 100k. Uh, so, yeah. Yeah, that's... I mean, the market has dropped dramatically. Yeah, market... I, I'm aware of that, but yeah. Yeah, no, what, interesting. You know, that, was, that, was, that was really incredible. So, um, yeah, we, we've had some cool ones in um, for, for sure. But then, but then even then, like, you know, it's not always about the most expensive, you know, the unique cards that we get in, um, you know, seeing some of the hockey cards that have got kind of bits of the hockey puck in there, you know, I, I love kind of weird and wonderful patches and things like that we had Batman's cape in last week. I've got, you know, oh, Spider-Man, wow. you know, Spider-Man, uh, you know, patches coming in, things like that, that really, I, you know, I just love them. And we see it every day now. And um, yeah, it's just, it's just fascinating. You know, you, you spend a lot less on cards um, because every single day you feel like you're opening a new, you know, a new pack of cards when, when someone's submission comes in and you get that thrill of seeing it every day. Yeah, no, I'm curious. Uh, in terms of Magic the Gathering, did you, did you guys got something? Uh... Um, we don't. We don't get a lot of Magic the Gathering. To be fair, we don't get a huge amount. Um, a lot of a lot more of kind of like the the, the kind of secret lair stuff that's coming through now. We're kind mm. of we're seeing like the Stranger Thing projects and I think the Walking Dead stuff and, and things like that. Um, yeah. nothing really kind of you know big or, or anything that kind of really blow, blows you away um but then kind of cards there you know um kind of the, the the more modern kind of stranger thing stuff i love to kind of see because it's you know it, it, it kind of brings back kind of you know great kind of memories of watching kind of the, the programs and stuff like that but in terms of like your, your vintage kind of magic gathering we haven't got anything massive in um if i'm honest nothing that really kind of stands out it's probably something where we need to you know potentially grow and uh in, in the future kind of get get more on board but yeah, I'm sorry, special because magic is huge in Europe. Um, yeah, I, I went to, to to a lot of different countries to to play magic, 
uh, even more in Europe, um, and it's crazy the, the amount of people that that play the game, that that collect yeah. the game. But I'm also not not super surprised that you guys don't get a lot of vintage because uh, first, Magic is 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 a bit different than Pokemon. Pokemon is basically a market that people love to collect nowadays. There, there yeah. is not a lot of players. I know there is, and I'm sorry if, if anyone watching this is actually a player, but the reality is it's a, it's a more collectible market than yeah. uh, drives drivers uh, that uh, player-driven. Magic is different. Magic is, is, is huge in terms of, um, in terms of the, the competitive scene. And if, this may sound cr crazy, but I, I knew people that had Black Lotus on this type of cards, and they do not grade them because they need them to to play. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, and, and you crazy. see the prices. You know, you see the prices of what PSAs will go for. It's you know, it's, it's crazy in that sense. But yeah, we 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 don't. I mean, if I look at um, the, the kind of percentages of, of what comes in, Magic Magic actually falls into our kind of other category, um, and and it probably take probably doesn't even make 1% of what we grade at the moment, you know, which is, is something maybe we need to look at and, and maybe need to kind of push forward. But it's a very small market at the moment for us, which is a bit Jake, of a shame. Really. I mean, people are probably playing with what you said. Jake, at this point, we are, I believe, more or less one hour into the podcast. So yeah. I expect that the viewership already dropped because there is always <laughs> a drop. Around, yeah, they're around. still here. It's impressive. They're still here. It's so I, I, I have one question for you also. Uh, it's a fun one. I, I'm a huge Dragon Ball fan, um, and I always felt that Dragon Ball is such a huge IP, such a huge, a huge brand that the the, the card market never. Exp I mean, I know the Dragon Ball Super SF. There is some expensive cards. Yeah. Don't, don't don't get me wrong, but to, why do you think vintage Dragon Ball, um, even let's say pre-modern? Um, I know score is is, is also our score also have a lot of expensive cards. To be fair. But why do you believe more vintage Dragon Ball never end up uh, exploding like Pokemon did, Magic did, even Yu-Gi-Oh? Um, because I, I don't know the end. Yeah, Honestly, I, I, let me say just, I'm sorry, let, let me just say one thing. I believe the, the correct answer, correct, very relative, of course, is there is a lot of products for Dragon Ball in different countries. Japan made so many, so, so, yep. so many cards. So the the entry point, the, the knowledge is 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 a difficult market to 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 have you know uh, to see. Okay, I'm buying this. Is this under value or not? I have no idea. Honestly, that there yeah. is so, and that that's my perspective at least. I think yeah, it does it does come down to that a lot. I mean, you see, um, like you go on to the flip side of Pokemon at the moment. You see a lot of people in the UK now buying Japanese Pokemon, and I think the reason they buy it is because they can relate to it with the UK cards that they're getting. You know, so essentially they're matching up the sets to the same sets. They're going, okay, I know that card is genuine. I know how to look out for it. In there. So that's probably comes down to it a little bit. Um, and yeah, I, I mean, it's it's a good question, but probably don't have the answer to it in that sense. There. No, yeah, it, it's. It, I also don't don't, don't have the answer. Yeah. I I always wonder why. And I also would say this: Dra Dragon Ball makes a huge mistake, even in 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 uh, in in a new product that everything looks amazing, and yeah. uh, even when you have a hit card. Looks as good as the the, the yeah. shit card. Everything is like a hit, basically. And I believe if they made, let's say, the Kamen and Uncommon cards a bit more, uh, I would say, ugly. But yeah. uh, and the the hit was 
very shine. Like everything else is, that, and, and for me, that, 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 that's the problem. I think the Dragon Ball Super and even other products, uh, because there is Dragon Ball Heroes, etc., yeah. will, will probably, um, because will be much easier to understand what's going on. Oh, this is the hit card. Sometimes you see you see a, a very beautiful card in a slab for Dragon Ball. And that card is actually quite common. For me, that that's a problem there. I, I think that's a great point. I mean, I think a company that's doing doing what you kind of said there very very well. What, what Dragon Ball should essentially be doing, because um, like I said, every every single Dragon Ball card looks great. You know, it looks yeah. like it is the hit. Um, but you've got um, I don't I don't know if you collect Rage Forts at all. Um, and we're Fate, seeing a lot of Rage Forge. Forge. Race forts, yeah. Race forts. So they have. Oh, like, waste, waste. No, I, yeah. I'm aware. I'm aware. I'm sorry. Yeah. Waste isn't isn't great, but um, yeah. So they, that I think they do a great job at the moment. We see, you know, with like the uh, Marvel set by having the the standout by having the gold stamp. You mm. know, what what a what a great incentive that is. You know, you see that, and it's very similar with the MGC logo. You know, we have for a ten, you get a gold stamp lion head versus you know the standard kind of uh, metallic blue that you get. Um. But that, to me, gives you a real chase. And that means that you can stand out and very quickly identify which is the uh, the chase card and which is the you know the, the one to go for, um, which exactly. makes it more desirable. So, yeah, I think that's a fair point on, um, on Dragon Ball. But at the same time, it's very successful and there's a lot of collectors out there. So who are we to say? No, yeah. Doing? No, yeah. The the my my only point was that I I believe that Dragon Ball had had the potentially to be competing with Magic, with Yu-Gi-Oh, Pokemon, etc. Yep. But it's not. I I at least in my perspective, it's not the case. But uh, what you said about Japanese Dragon Ball and the English is very easy to understand. Okay, the cards are in Japanese, but we know what cards we are talking about. Yeah, yeah. So if you have to explain uh, Pokemon to, to a new kid, it's very easy. You say, oh, look, Vintage, you have the base set, Neo Genesis, blah, blah, uh, Legendary Collection, etc., etc. And everyone, yeah. okay, I understand this from Wizards of the Coast. This Then there is Nintendo. Not a difficult, not Yu-Gi-Oh!, um, Dragon Ball is a nightmare. You have uh, yeah. uh, Bandai cards, Cardass, uh, then Dragon Ball Score, Dragon Ball Super, Panini stickers, Merlin stickers. It's just insane. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But yeah. Well, I, I think is everything uh, for today, Jake. Thank you so much again. Uh, we end up doing this a bit longer than... Uh, no, no, than still, I, yeah, like I said, thanks for having us on. Um, really, really appreciate it. We'll obviously have a chat about maybe, you know, running some free submissions on, on your page or, or, you know... No, for sure. Of this page here um yeah just thanks for having us on and uh hopefully we'll do it again maybe in the future okay thank you awesome. thank you so much for watching guys don't don't forget to to smash the like button and see you guys next time bye